Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At Lifehacks LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. What's going on, LA Hackers? This is your host, Stefan, and welcome to episode 109 of the Life Hacks LA podcast. Okay, so do you love the outdoors? Do you love hiking in LA? Well, if the answer to those questions is yes, you're going to absolutely love this episode because my guest today is the owner of one of the best hiking SoCal resources in existence. Our guest is Casey from ModernHiker.com. If you Google any topic about hiking in Los Angeles, one of the Modern Hiker articles are almost guaranteed to be on the first page. And that's because he has been writing in-depth and amazing articles on this topic since 2006. In fact, his blog is one of the most popular hiking blogs in the entire United States, with USA Today ranking it number two on their list of best hiking and outdoor blogs. Besides writing for his own blog, Casey is also an accomplished author who has published two books on Los Angeles. One is called Day Hiking in Los Angeles, and it was published in 2016. His latest book is called Discovering Griffith Park and was published in 2020. That book was on the LA Times bestseller list, and I actually own that book. It's in my library, and I absolutely love it. Okay, in this interview, Casey explains how hiking turned into his passion, why he started the Modern Hiker website, and some of his best LA hiking spots and tips for beginners or advanced hikers. So enjoy this interview with Casey from The Modern Hiker. And of course, I'll have my very own quick little hack for you at the end. Welcome our guest today, Casey from The Modern Hiker. How are you doing today, Casey? I'm doing very well. Nice to be here. Thanks. Okay. Awesome to have you. I've been following your blog for quite some time. If you Google hiking in Los Angeles, your blog is always near the top because of all your amazing articles about SoCal hiking in the outdoors. But before we talk about that amazing website, The Modern Hiker, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from originally and how did you make your way to LA? Yeah, sure. I am from a small town in central Connecticut called Berlin. It's right in the middle of the geographic center of the state. And I grew up in a pretty small town, went to college in Boston and uh, got a degree in uh, TV writing and came out to L.A. as part of BU's first sort of uh, study, quote unquote, study abroad program in L.A. So I did an internship at the writer's office of Malcolm the Middle in fall of 2002 and then um, went back to Boston to graduate 2003 and then uh, moved out to LA pretty much right after that. Wow. What a great show to start on. I used to love that show, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, it was a, it was a super fun show and the writer's room was great. Uh, and all the cast that I did meet were very, very cool, very professional, very kind. Yeah. You meet some good people. Um, so you own the very popular blog and hiking resource, the modern hiker that we just brought up a minute ago. Can you share a little bit how you first discovered your personal passion for hiking and the, the outdoors, especially here in Southern California and Los Angeles? Yeah, of course. This is a story that um, it, it, some people find pretty shocking. If you go to uh, my website, modernhiker.com, you'll see me on there. I'm like a skinny white dude with a beard. I'm usually wearing flannel. I'm like out in the woods somewhere. You would assume from all that information that I'm one 
of those people that sort of like grew up with hiking boots on. And that is very much not the case. I was an indoor kid all the way growing up until I moved out to LA. You really couldn't pay me to go outside. Um, <laughs> and I discovered hiking in Los Angeles, which is a city that, you know, if you spend time in LA, you kind of know, oh, people hike here. But coming from outside of LA, LA is not associated with you know, hiking in general. You know, it's got a much bigger media footprint, obviously, and entertainment and all that stuff. So hiking was not a thing that I knew was out here. And I really discovered hiking kind of by accident. You know, I'd been out in LA for maybe two or three years at that time. You know, if you come to LA from somewhere else, there's always this period of like Sturm und Drang where you're like trying to figure out what LA is and how I fit here. And LA was not a city that I expected it to be. And I was stuck in this mindset that a lot of East Coasters have of like comparing it to other cities. You know, I was comparing it to Boston. I was comparing it to New York. Uh, and when you try to fit LA into those categories, you're going to come up short because LA is its own thing. Uh, and you really kind of have to experience it kind of on its own terms. But I was getting like really frustrated and depressed and anxious and really just needed to get away from the city for a little bit. So, you know, I looked at a Thomas guide at that time, or maybe MapQuest, and saw that there was a road that went up into the San Gabriel Mountains, the Angeles Crest Highway. And one Saturday morning, I was like, I should go up there and see what this is about and see see what's up in, in this, this part of the world. And was really just awestruck, fell in love with it, immediately came back down into town, went to the now defunct Adventure 16 in West LA, got a hiking guide by John Robinson, rest in peace. And uh kind of made a friend uh, who was working with me at the time, who was much more experienced in the outdoors, join me on Saturday morning. So that's kind of how the website started too. It was, you know, it started off as a little blog spot page. It was my personal blog spot uh, of like what I was doing out here in LA and music I liked. And part of that was just, Hey, here's a hike I did with my friend and here's a bunch of pictures and here's what it was like to go on the trail and here's how you get there. And that's kind of how I started the website very much by accident. Oh, it's very interesting, Casey. And I couldn't agree more with what you were talking about with the perception of Los Angeles and then how you kind of discover hiking when you get here. Uh, very similar story with me. I'd been to LA lots of times and I hadn't really thought about hiking until I moved here. And I think part of it is just so easily accessible because like the for the most part, when people first move here, they'll go on the hikes that are very easy accessible, like right. Runyon and that sort of thing. And it kind of introduces you to all these other amazing hikes that we can easily get to. Right, exactly. And another thing that's very unique about LA in terms of outdoors is unlike a lot of other cities, the outdoors is really present in LA. Even if you totally ignore it and it goes right, right past your head, this is a really fun fact, but the geographic center of the city of LA is actually located inside Franklin Canyon, which is part of the Santa Monica Mountains National Recreation Area, which is the largest urban national rec recreation area in the entire country. So the center of the city of LA is actually in the outdoors, which is pretty stunning. No, most people would not even think that that's possible. Yeah. With all the urban sprawl we have here, that's very interesting. Let's talk about your website a little bit more, The Modern Hiker. I've been following it for years because like I was telling you, um, you Google anything about Los Angeles and hiking and one of your articles are near the top there. Can you just tell us a little bit more about it? Like, I love how you break down the distance, the elevation, the time and the pictures of what to expect. And now you even have downloadable maps. I mean, you get into so much detail. Oh, but yeah. Can, can you just give us a little bit of the back history? Why you, Well, you already talked a little bit about why you started it, but what the purpose is and how it can how people can benefit from using it. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I, you know, I kind of started it by accident. And um, after a few years of 
these hiking posts living on my blogspot page, you know, you could see with the very like rudimentary Google analytics at the time, this was back in like 2004, 2005, I could see that people were searching for hiking information and finding my blogspot page. At the time, there weren't really many other online resources for hiking. There was a site called Local Hikes. There was a site called Summit Post, which I think are still both around, but they were definitely geared toward people who kind of already knew what they were doing. Like it was very like latitude, longitude for word, um, like topo maps and all that sort of stuff. And for me, coming into hiking as someone who was relatively new, I found it a little off-putting. So Modern Hiker at first was basically, I'm going to tell the stories of these trails. I'm going to tell people what it's like to hike these trails, give them the information they need. And then, you know, once I sort of spun it off into its own .com, which was December of 2006, I felt a responsibility to be a little bit more professional with that. So that's when, you know, the level of, you know, detail kind of upped a little bit. And obviously I've been working on this thing since 2006, which is ancient internet history. So the writing has changed a bit. I've definitely gotten more professional, more concise, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot of what I did. And then it sort of transitioned to what the trail is like, um, which is more important for people who are finding this information. And what I really wanted to do was make this information accessible to everyone. I wanted it to be as easy to find, you know, a really short neighborhood hike and give that hike the same amount of respect and detail as you would like a big 14 mile backpacking trip in the San Gabriel wilderness or something like that. There's so many different types of hiking in LA and so many people, maybe you start hiking on Runyon or maybe you start in Fryman Canyon or somewhere in Griffith Park. If you get the hiking bug and you want to do harder stuff, we have that here, which is pretty awesome. But if you don't, you can keep doing those hikes and still have a great time. And, you know, for my money, if you're outdoors, if you're having a good time, if you are enjoying nature, if you're getting a little bit of a break from the city, that's all good by me. I don't I don't have like a sort of criteria of what is and what isn't a quote unquote real hike. If you're outside, you're walking around, you're in the sun, you're getting some fresh air. That's a hike. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Like I said, you just break it down with so much detail. Now, I wanted to ask you because I haven't noticed this before, but you actually have an app. So can you tell us a little bit about the Modern Hiker app? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we we do have an app now. Um, I've had a couple different sort of versions of the app. So just to be clear, Modern Hiker is basically me. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a couple of writers who are helping out. I've had some really awesome writers and contributors, but I'm the guy who's sort of like, you know, hitting all the bells and whistles behind the screen on the, on the word press site and doing all the social media. I write the email newsletter and everything. So I've had some help with the apps and we've got a great developer behind the app right now. It's from a website called Totago. It stands for turn off the app, get outside. Um, and they have done a really great job of delivering what I've always wanted with a Modern Hiker app, which is basically the ability to download our trail guide. So you have the information offline, you have a map offline, you have the pictures offline, um, and you can search on a map. You can geolocate yourself and kind of see where stuff is, um, really giving you the full functionality of the website in mobile app. So that's really what it is. And that's what I've always wanted it to be. And, you know, we're always improving it. We're adding new stuff all the time, but it's working pretty well right now. I'm actually really happy with it. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to have to download the app because generally I'll Google all this stuff before I take the hike. So now I can just have my phone with me and pull it up um, <laughs> while I'm on the hike as well. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So like we were saying, there's so many types of hikes in or near LA. So I thought we'd start with some of the beginner ones for people who are just starting out in their hiking journey. 
what are a few of your best recommendations for people who want like a casual hike that only takes a couple of hours to do and is pretty easily accessible from Los Angeles? Sure, of course. And, you know, this is a thing that I always kind of try to pay attention to. But when we're talking about L.A., L.A. means something different (laughs) depending on where you are and who you're talking to. So for me, always L.A. is kind of like L.A. County and some of the neighboring county kind of spillover stuff. I think the most important thing for finding that first hike that you're going to fall in love with is you want something that's not really going to take a super long time to get to. So depending on where you are, there's some great stuff in the Santa Monica Mountains. I always love um, Solstice Canyon is a really fun, pretty shaded hike. I think it's about three miles round trip. There's some ruins. If you go during the wet season, there's a waterfall. Griffith Park, you know, I just wrote a book about Griffith Park recently. Griffith Park is full of really, really wonderful, pretty easy hikes as well. And then in the foothills of the San Gabriels, you've got stuff like Eaton Canyon or some of the early waterfalls like near Switzer Falls. And even actually this time, a year. For my money, the Puente Chino Hills down near Whittier has some of the best views in all of Southern California, especially on a nice clear day after a rainstorm. Yeah, those are some awesome suggestions. You mentioned your book. I'm going to ask you about that later, but Griffith Park is just such an incredible place. If you love the outdoors and you are like a beginning hiker, I mean, Griffith Park has just got so much to offer. Oh, yeah. And I can I I won't get into it because I can very easily fill this entire time talking about (laughs) Griffith Park. So I will I will let you go on. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to ask you about because it's a rare rainy day here in L.A. as we're recording this podcast. And I've done a few waterfall hikes. Now, of course, you've got to time that right because it's typically dry here. But the two I went to in Altadena, I was just surprised by how easy they were to access. Like you think a waterfall hike you're thinking I've got to hike for miles, but um, there's some pretty good waterfall hikes where you don't really have to go that far. You could be a beginner. Oh yeah. Some of them are actually very, very easy. Eden Canyon, which I mentioned earlier, is a pretty easy hike to get to. Also, Switzer Falls is a pretty easy hike in the San Gabriel Mountains. If you're in the Santa Monica, Santa Inez Falls is really nice. You can definitely get to a really beautiful waterfall and not expend that much effort. The thing is, you really do have to time them well. What I tell people is you, you got to go in the rainy season. So basically our winter, early spring, and really the best time to go is usually a day or two after it rains. Um, that'll give the air a little bit of time to clear. So you'll get some nice clear views if you have any vista spots along the way. And also it helps kind of keep erosion down on the trails. Oh, the trail I was thinking of was Escondido Falls in the um, Santa Monica Mountains. It's the tallest waterfall in the Santa Monica's. Um, but that trail to get down to it, if you go like when it's raining or a day, after it rains, it's kind of a mud pit. And, you know, it's a high attraction trail. It's a pretty easy trail. And that trail really gets trashed if people hike it right after a rainstorm. So give give the trails a little bit of time to dry out. You'll still get a great waterfall view and you'll have less mud on your boots when you're trying to get back into your car too. Yeah, that's a fantastic tip. And I can attest to that because the last hike we went on, the Altadena one, it was about two days after it rained. And then it actually had a light rain while we were hiking, but it was, oh, perfect. Nice. But it was perfect. Like you said, those conditions were perfect. But uh, like, like we were talking about, I mean, hiking is super popular in Los Angeles. So I wanted to like step it up a bit for the people who are experienced hikers. Are there a few that you can recommend that are a little more advanced or adventurous, but still within an hour or so distance from Los Angeles? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, This area is not open yet. We're hoping it's going to be open sometime later this year because we had a couple fires there recently. But Santa Anita Canyon is a beautiful, beautiful place to hike. 
There's a series of waterfalls down there. There's a historic campground and you can do a pretty easy hike or you can do a nice moderate loop trail that gets you to some of those historic camps. You're kind of right in the shadow of Mount Wilson over there. Again, in the forest, in the shade most of the time. So it's a nice hike to do in the summer as well. And actually my favorite hike in all of Southern California is Sandstone Peak, which is the highest point in the Santa Monica Mountains. That's about a six mile loop, which is really not that difficult. It's pretty moderate. It's, you know, what I say is it's it's tough enough to make it feel like you've had a good day. Like you'll work up a little sweat, but you're not going to end up in the hospital on that hike unless you're, you know, <laughs> really doing something wrong. Okay. So it's a long one, but it's not too, uh, yeah, not, it's, not too it's, it's very moderate. And really that one, especially I think shows off a little bit of everything that makes hiking in Southern California great. You've got this beautiful, fragrant coastal sage scrub. You've got cool canyon views. You'll see the Pacific Ocean and some of the Channel Islands on a clear day. It's really, really just beautiful. Those are some awesome suggestions. And I'll be checking some of those out. Now, let's talk about, um, you know, hiking is so popular in LA, but it really exploded during COVID. I mean, I live here in Palos Verdes and I used to go out to the trails here and there would you know, there's no one here, but the people who live here, except on the weekends, but when COVID hit, I mean, on the weekdays, it would be packed on these trails. So oh, yeah. I want, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on the growing popularity of hiking and people still going out to enjoy the great outdoors we have here, but you know, not overwhelming all this beautiful nature that we have. So what's the balance there? Yeah, exactly. This, this has always been, and probably always will be a really sticky issue. I think it's one of the very first comments I ever got when I was still on Blogspot, um, talking about one of the early trails. And the first comment was, don't tell people about my favorite trail. So there's always that aspect of folks who, you know, get attached to a trail. And look, I totally get that. There are trails that have deep emotional meanings to me, and I really, really deeply care about them. But, you know, hiking is there for everyone. It's not just your land. It is public land, assuming you're going on a hiking trail. It's an actual hiking trail. But during the COVID crisis, you know, L.A. didn't have much else to do but go outside, which was a good thing and a bad thing. You know, I think personally, it's a great thing to get more people out into parks. That's how you get people to fall in love with the outdoors. That's how you get people to get into hiking, enjoy something out in nature. You know, it also highlighted the real shortcomings of LA's outdoor infrastructure. We've got really, really amazing world-class hikes all over the city, but it's not easy to get to all of them, especially if you don't have a car. So, you know, if you live in the Santa Monica Mountains, great. You're super easy, very accessible to you. If you're down in Koreatown, it's going to be a bit more of a pain in the butt for you to get to a good hiking trail. But, you know, I, I, I hope that Angelino saw the value of those outdoor spaces. And I hope that at least some of those folks who got it on the trails will at least work to, you know, protect and engage those outdoor spaces and make sure that more people have the ability to enjoy them in the future. Yeah, those are all great points. And I I also get those comments when I post on Instagram. I kind of found a way around it because, or at least the way I deal with it, because I see the point too, you know, like there's trails here I love in Palos Verdes. I don't want to see them get overrun. So what I do is... I'll post about a place, but I won't put in the um, exact location. And my yes. rationale is yes. the only people who are actually going to do the research are people who probably aren't going to trash the place. Yes. So that's how I rationalize it. That is, that is 100% correct. You know, I've, you know, since like, cause I've been writing about the outdoors since 2006, like I've seen what impact Facebook had on stuff. I've seen what impact Instagram had on stuff. And that's, it's an ongoing discussion. And it is, you know, just not, 
specifically geotagging something in an Instagram post, especially goes a long way. Uh, even if all the comments you get are, where is this? Where is this? What's this trail? Even if you actually like say what the trail is in the Instagram post, that person's not reading it. And if that tiny barrier of entry prevents them from going and, you know, breaking the rules or leaving trash or whatever there, then fine. So be it. Yeah. And that's another realization that I had is when I go on a, a trail hike and I see garbage, it absolutely makes me crazy. <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah. I, yeah. when I see litter, it just makes me insane. But realistically, it only takes like one out of a thousand people to do that. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it really sucks that it happened, but you can't ap apply it to everyone because really it's just one out of a hundred or one out of a thousand people that are that inconsiderate, you know? Right, exactly. And, you know, the good thing is the inverse is true too. You know, if it takes one person to leave a bunch of trash on a trail, it also only takes one person to hike in with the trash bag as part of their 10 essentials. Maybe it's the 11th essential and uh, pick up some trash on, on the way out, on the way back to the trail and help out a little bit. Yeah, that's a great point. And for anyone interested in something like that, they have a lot of groups that do that for the hiking trails. They have beach cleanups. Um, so you can definitely get involved in those and probably find one every weekend that's doing a cleanup somewhere. Oh, yeah. Or organize your own, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe we'll have one of our LA Hacker meetups. We have a monthly meetup. Maybe we'll do that for oh, nice. on Earth Month or something. Okay, so you've obviously done a lot of hiking in SoCal, but are there any bucket list ones you haven't gotten to yet? Oh, you know, there there definitely are some bucket list ones. Most of the ones around Southern California that I kind of haven't gotten to are in the sort of central high San Gabriels. There's a lot of hikes in there that, you know, depending on what time of year I was looking or even kind of what was going on, a lot of times they were closed due to fires or mudslides or some other things. So there's a lot of, um, there's actually big stretches of the San Gabriels that I still have not really set foot in. You know, the, the Northern San Gabriels near where we had big, I think it was not, not there was the station fire. And then there was a fire a couple of years later that burned a big chunk of it again, kind of near um, Pacifico Mountain on the PCT, which Pacifico I have done, but there's a lot of stuff nearby that I haven't. And then a lot of stuff kind of in the middle, like, near the, um, when you're going up toward Crystal Lake to the west of that, there's a there's a wilderness area there that I've gotten a little bit of exploration into, but not really the deep exploration, the backpacking that I would love to do. Yeah. And another question, kind of a follow-up to that is, you know, obviously we're talking about Los Angeles. This is a Los Angeles-based podcast, but I noticed that you do a lot of hikes in other places as well, or at least on oh, your yeah. website you do. So what are some of your favorites that people can still get to? I would say within two or three hours. Oh, within two or three hours from LA. So I love the desert. I'm a big desert rat. And I love Anza Borrego Desert State Park down in San Diego County. It is the, I think it's the largest state park in California. You know, a big chunk of the year, it's pretty hot down there, uh, as you would expect. It's it's a low desert. It's lower than the desert in Joshua Tree. It's lower than Palm Springs. So it does heat up a bit. But, you know, this time of year, we maybe have a few more weeks uh, where you can go in there and explore and really see some incredible scenery. There's slot canyons there. There's badlands. If we get good rain, it reliably has pretty good wildflower shows. There's native palm oases. And one of the coolest things is it is dispersed camping pretty much all the way throughout the park. So as long as you are, you know, a certain distance away from water or the road and you bring your own fire pit, you know, you're not burning stuff that's on the actual sand, you can camp anywhere for free, which is a rarity uh, in these very expensive Southern California times. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the greatest things about living in Los Angeles. Not only do we have amazing hiking here, but I mean, any way, any direction you go, two or three hours, you're going to get 
a plethora of other hiking like Santa Barbara, Palm Springs, uh, Joshua Tree, as you mentioned. So that's another awesome thing about living here in Los Angeles. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's very close to a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, if you are in L.A. and you spend enough time in L.A., then odds are you have probably sat in traffic for three hours to drive about 10 miles. So uh, <laughs> the the prospect of sitting for, you know, four hours to drive up to the Eastern Sierra or the White Mountains or Death Valley is is pretty easy for you. Yeah, at least you're moving, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're getting closer to your destination. <laughs> okay, so um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you wrote a book about Griffith Park, one of my favorite places in Los Angeles, probably one of my favorite places in the world. I know you wrote a book about that. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And did, did, is there another book that you wrote? Yeah, I've actually got, um, so that Griffith Park was my second book. My first okay. book was called Day Hiking Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, and that is 125 trails all around LA. That's published on Mountaineers Books. And then Discovering Griffith Park was published on Mountaineers Books, came out in mid-2020. And Discovering Griffith Park is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of Day Hiking LA. It is the most up-to-date hiking guide for the LA region. Um, and really, you know, kind of all the stuff I was talking about, there's something in there for everybody. If you're a beginner hiker, if you're an expert hiker, no matter where you live in LA County or where you're visiting, there's something that's pretty close to you in that book. And like all the stuff I write, full of history, full of fun facts, full of native plant facts, just because I love that stuff. So I, I like to share it. And the Griffith Park book, I am really, really proud of because it is actually, a lot of people are surprised by this, but it is the first and only in-depth guidebook for Griffith Park. So Griffith Park gets, uh, you know, several million visitors per year, more than most national parks. Uh, and it's never had an in-depth guidebook treatment written about it until 2020 when I did it. So that book is kind of like a user's guide for Griffith Park. So there's 33 hiking routes in there, but there's also information about, you know, where the picnic areas are, where the off-leash dog park is, how to reserve a tennis uh, court, where the shows are, where the museums are, some fun facts, some hidden history, some secret societies that are in the park, a little bit of everything in there. And there's just like, it, it's kind of like a, a history book in disguise as a, as a hiking guidebook. So uh, what I really loved about writing that book was you can really tell the story of LA through Griffith Park. Uh, and really, you can tell the story of the American West through Griffith Park. So no matter what you're looking at or what you're interested in, there is something in Griffith Park for you. You know what's crazy, Casey? What? I owned that book. I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize that you were the author of that Oh, book. yeah? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I just looked at the cover just now. I said, oh, this is Casey Schreiner, the guy who wrote this book. Yeah, same, same, same guy. <laughs> that is so funny because I buy a lot of LA books and then I, you know, I put them on my bookshelf and I wait a few months until I read them. I didn't oh, actually yeah. realize that I own this book. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's incredible that Griffith Park hasn't had a book written about it before, like an in-depth guide like that. Because like you said, it's one of the most amazing places in Los Angeles, if not the whole United States when it comes to parks. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. It's not it's not the largest, but it's one of the largest urban city parks in the entire country. And honestly, if you look at the other parks that kind of beat it, none of them are as close to the sort of city center as Griffith Park is. Griffith Park really is L.A.'s like one big city park that's like a place for to bump elbows with people, a place to hike, a place to see theater, a place to see shows, um, a place to visit museums. It's really everything for everyone in L.A. And it is such an amazing and wonderful place. And I'm thrilled that we still have it. 
Yeah, it's truly incredible. I used to live in Burbank, so I'm very familiar with it. We used to go there all the time. But I, you know, before we lived in Burbank, we pretty much just went to the Griffith Observatory. Yeah, yeah. and maybe a little bit of hiking over there, and mo mostly just to go to the observatory. And I think a lot of people in LA still don't realize how amazing in a park that is and how much it has to offer. That is 100% true. And even in the process of writing the book, I found that people, even people who really loved the park, kind of loved their little part of the park. Exactly. So like the, like the, like the equestrians love the north side of the park. They love the equestrian center. There's lots of infrastructure up there for them, but they didn't really come down to like, you know, the Bronson cave or the Hollywood sign that often people who hiked around the observatory, a lot of people who visit Griffith Park and go to the observatory think that that's it. They think that that's the whole Griffith Park. And they don't realize there's a whole Western chunk of it that's totally inaccessible other by trail. Um, it's it's way bigger than people think it is. It's way more complex than people think it is. And honestly, it's, it's my favorite place in all of LA. Yeah, it's truly incredible with so many activities, but also just the history of it as well. You know? Oh, that history is wild. It's yeah. wild. And it's different parts of the park have history. Like, you know, there's the merry-go-round. Uh, we just went there a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Walt Disney was uh, said to have been inspired to start Disney there. Yep. There's the old L.A. Zoo. There, I mean, there's just so much stuff. And like you said, each part has its own history and, and, and activities to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And really, whatever you're into, if you're into ghost stories, if you're into aviation history, if you're into Hollywood movie making, if you're into just... The, how the city of LA got built. Uh, there's a little bit of something there for everybody. It's, I mean, I could honestly go on for, for hours and hours about Griffith Park. Yeah, definitely. We can do our own Griffith Park episode. Okay. So Casey, let's jump into uh, hiking hacks because, you know, people love hacks about LA. So are there any that you can share? And it could be anything like best time of day to go, best sunset places, best equipment, et cetera. Yeah, of course. You know, I think for me, uh, really hiking and spending time in the outdoors in LA taught me what LA's seasons are. And when you know LA seasons, then you can sort of adjust your hiking plan so that you can hike year round here. When you move to LA from somewhere else, especially from somewhere like on the East Coast that has like a very distinct four seasons, it's pretty easy to consider LA as just having, you know, the same weather all the time, all year round. Uh, some people like that, other people get driven crazy by that and leave. Uh, but, uh, you know, you really can notice when the native plants start blooming, when we get June gloom, how that affects the weather, uh, when we get the Santa Anos, how that affects, when you can expect rain to be coming in during the wet season. Um, so there really is a hike for everyone, no matter what time of the year it is in LA, you just have to pick the right hike. So if it's, you know, you know mid-August and it's a thousand degrees outside and it's full sun with no clouds in the sky, don't pick a hike that has no shade. Don't pick a hike that's low elevation. Go up to the high San Gabriels. There we've got some pine forests, generally a little bit cooler. You'll get some breezes. You'll get some shade. There might still be some water up there. That's kind of a, my, my sort of general hiking hack for LA is to really start to pay attention to what our seasons are and pick your hikes accordingly. Yeah, that's a great, great point. I mean, people say we don't have seasons, but we do have seasons. There are LA type seasons. But we yeah, they're, seasons. they're their own weird thing, just like the rest of the city. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Casey. So let's get back to Los Angeles. The answer to this question can involve hiking or not. It's up to you. But can you share with us your perfect day in LA from getting up to going to bed? Where would you go and what would you do for your dream day in Los Angeles? Oh man. So I'm a little wistful about this because I, I just moved away from this, this area, but I used to live in uh Thai town, little Armenia. So kind of like Western and sunset, Western and Hollywood. And one of the major, major benefits of that was being able to walk 
from my front door to Griffith Park. Uh, and that is a thing that I realize most Angelinos do not have <laughs> as a benefit. But that was honestly, those were some of the best days that I've ever spent in L.A. was waking up, taking my dog out the front door. We would hike up through Ferndale, maybe stop at Trails Cafe and get some iced tea and probably a baked good because I am I have a sweet tooth. Hike up past the observatory, go up to the top of Mount Hollywood. If you're there and, you know, I when I was living there, I was hiking this trail pretty regularly. You meet locals, you meet the regulars. Um, that trail has people that hike it almost every day, almost always at the same time. So you'll meet all kinds of you know, weird characters from, you know, people going up on unicycles for some reason, which is actually <laughs> probably not allowed in terms of park rules. I used to talk to, there were guys who would, you know, run up the trail in those uh, boxing training suits, which is basically just like wearable garbage bags to like sweat out all your water weight. There, there was a person who would hike up with a giant parrot on their shoulder uh, and walk all the way up and then walk back down. It's you really kind of see all kinds of people there. And that honestly, there was one day where I hiked from Ferndale up to Mount Hollywood and then to the north side of the park into Travel Town. And I met a friend of mine. We kind of toured Travel Town together, looked at all the exhibits. And then he took me up to the Bob's uh, Diner up in, I think it's in Burbank or Glendale. Uh, yeah, and Burbank. had a really, had a, yeah, had a really nice uh, tuna melt and Arnold Palmer, which is my go-to post-hike <laughs> meal. And that's like, I mean, you really can't get more kind of classic LA than that, I think. Yeah, definitely. And what a way to spend a perfect day in Los Angeles, like being able to walk to Griffith Park from your house, right? Yeah, it's something that I really treasured when I had it. I really miss it now that I don't. So yeah. enjoy it if you have it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Casey, it was so awesome having you on and sharing all your tips for the modern hiker. Where is the best place for people to go who want to follow you and learn more about Modern Hiker? Sure. So the website is modernhiker.com. Uh, you can get all of our trail info on there. You can also sign up for our email newsletter, which I write. Usually comes out every couple of weeks. It's not It's not going to clog up your inbox. Don't worry. We're also on social media. We're on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Not super active on those, uh, to be honest, other than the Instagram. Um, just because I'm, I'm fighting the algorithms. And then if you uh, want to see what I'm up to, the next books I'm working on, uh, you can go to caseyshriner.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-S-C-H-R-E-I-N-E-R.com. And you can kind of learn more about what I'm up to over there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Casey. And guys, go pick up his Griffith Park book or you can borrow it from me. I realize I have it in my library. I'm going to go, <laughs> go check it out. Thanks so much for coming on, Casey. We'll talk to you again soon. Of course, my pleasure. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, welcome back guys. How about that conversation with Casey from Modern Hiker? What a super nice guy and such an inspirational story of someone who discovered a passion, put their full heart into sharing it with others, and now has created a wonderful resource for all of us to enjoy. If you love hiking in Los Angeles, you probably already know what the Modern Hiker is, but I want you to go check it out again. Before you plan your next hiking adventure, go to modernhiker.com, look up the hike, and I guarantee it will be on there with some in-depth and amazing information for you. Also, make sure you check out the Modern Hiker app. I just downloaded it myself and it's pretty awesome. You can track trails that you've done. You can download in-depth trail guides so you can still use them when you're out there with no cell service. And it just has a hundred other bells and whistles for hiking lovers. Another thing you wanna check out if you love the LA outdoors is Casey's books, Day Hiking in Los Angeles and Discovering Griffith Park. 
I have the Griffith Park one and it's awesome. You can pick up those books at most places books are sold, including Amazon and probably your local LA library. And of course, you can find out more about Casey and all his hiking info at modernhiker.com or on Instagram at modernhiker. Okay, my friends, on to my hack for this episode. Now, we have done a few episodes on hiking and I've given you a few tips on some of my favorite hikes. So for this one, I think I'm going to go in a different direction. This is for the people who want to get into hiking but aren't sure where to start. My hack for you is to find a hiking meetup group. There are some really good ones out there with super nice people that have built their own little hiking communities that will welcome you and make sure you have fun, stay safe, and learn the basics of hiking. So I'm going to share a few with you. First up is Explore More Hiking Group. You can find them on Instagram and it's run by JB. They have multiple hikes a month and they seem to be a mix of easy and more advanced hikes. But if you DM him on Instagram, he will help you out and find the right one for you to attend. So that's Explore More Hiking Group on Instagram. Next up, we have Just Trek. The owner is Justin, and he was on our podcast on episode 81, I believe. You can go back and listen to that episode or find him on Instagram at just.trek. He also has regular meetups for group hikes, and they seem to have super positive, fun, and welcoming group as well. And lastly, the LA Hackers Club. That's right. Our private club of LA Hackers has regular meetups, and we will be doing some hiking ones this year. In fact, we will likely be teaming up with one of those two I just mentioned, Explore More Hiking Group or Just Trek, um, to put on these hiking meetups and provide a great experience for our members. Now, I have to let you know that the LA Hackers Club is currently at full capacity right now as I'm recording this. So you can't actually join right now, but you can sign up for the waiting list. Just go to lifehacksla.com forward slash join the club and sign up on that wait list. As new slots open, we will reach out to people in the order that they signed up on the waiting list. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Happy hiking, LA. We love you and look forward to hacking Los Angeles again with you on the next episode. Take care.